welcome back to <laughs> Tough Women of Faith with Rachel Robertson and Karen Strager. Hey. What? Hold on a second. You hijacked the name? Well, it's not Tough Women of Faith. The ratings came in and... <laughs> <laughs> All the downloads from last week. Yeah, right. Oh, so. Great. It's like strong women of faith, not tough women of faith. You can't hijack the whole name. It's uh, welcome back to like tough men of faith podcast. We are the strong women who reel in the tough men. I think we're tough and strong. Well, you're wrong. Don't you, Karen? Definitely. <laughs> hey, chill out a little bit, okay? <laughs> Whoa. Okay, oh, I, all think, right. I think our husbands need, or at least one of the husbands <laughs> needs to uh, go back and listen to last week's episode. <laughs> all right, let's jump into this week's before anybody gets in any trouble. What are we talking about this week? This week? Do you guys have some more things? You guys are a couple weeks back now from Jamaica, right? Yeah. Probably had a blast. Yeah, we did. Awesome. Moving right. on to 21 years of marriage. Man, that sounds old. It does kind of sound yeah. old. Yeah. It does. You guys are experienced. Experienced. Yeah. Yes. So what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. I was just thinking of the 21 years. So, I don't know. Rachel brought up uh, a scripture when we were just talking a few minutes ago. Uh, Hebrews? Yes. Yeah. Do you want me to read it or do you want to read it? Well, see, usually on a tough men of faith, Nick is our reader. I got this. So, you guys ready? And then I just kind of um, interrupt them. All right. So Rachel's going to read it. So it's Hebrews ten twenty four, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Spur like a cowboy. Not exactly. Really? The uh, the KJV says provoke one another. I like I to provoke you. I get that. You, you definitely provoke. Yeah. So anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Not like a cowboy. <laughs> what was your thoughts on that, Rachel, that verse? <laughs> well, last week we talked about newer... Uh, couples, newlyweds, and I think when you're still trying to sort out things and combine your your lives into one, um, you are still learning how to communicate. So if somebody, if your spouse upsets you, um, it's easy to become vengeful or spiteful. You you want to get your word in edgewise and that sort of thing. But when you're constantly, you know, retaliating, you're not really going to spur your spouse to do good things and good deeds, they're probably just going to continue. <laughs> oh, boy. What? You okay? <laughs> they're probably going to um, continue to want to retaliate and not exactly want to think lovely thoughts about you. Oh, gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Some good advice, Rachel. Yeah, really good advice. Wish I would have paid attention to that a lot sooner. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you can go back and listen to it anytime you right. want. Right, yeah. 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 You just don't want to get into that pattern of um, vengefulness and then wonder, well, why is my spouse not treating me well? It's, you just, you kind of have to stop and think, how am I treating my spouse? Am I giving my husband a reason to be kind to me? Am I treating him with kindness and love? Yeah. I like what you're thinking. Yeah. Well, it's part of our job as spouses to help make our spouse more like Jesus, right? So yeah. it's like, are you helping your spouse grow in their holiness? So I like it. Yeah. Nick, you just trying to stay quiet. <laughs> I'm trying to watch what I say. But I'm trying to keep it clean. I am proud of you, Nick. Thank you. And producer Blake is thankful See, for that because he doesn't is, have to edit as much. This is a year and a half into a podcast and, you know, six years into marriage and I'm learning something. Yeah, you are. I know we had a couple other things you guys want to talk about today as well. Well, I know one thing we talked about last episode also, I think Rachel had brought up talking like good things about your spouse, but, um, and that there's a lot of people who just kind of bash their spouse or their marriage or just talk. And so one of the things that I determined 
probably not as early on as I should have in our marriage is to determine to pray more words over our marriage than to speak about, if that makes sense. Like pray more about it than than talking about it. Yeah. Along with that, I I had a similar point to, um, incur, you know, Nick could encourage me to pray about something. If I'm struggling with something, you know, don't have to necessarily fix it, but just kind of encouraging me to have you prayed about this and, and that sort of thing. Kind of, being the spiritual leader, I know you, you're you a newer Christian, and so that's something that we've been working on. I've seen you improve a lot. Um, you'll initiate praying over meals and things like that. So that's, to a Christian woman, that's a, that's a big deal. Um, yeah. I'm proud of you for that. Mm-hmm. So I'm supposed to be your leader, leader of the house, leader of our marriage. And yeah, I agree. It's probably a big thing for you. <laughs> But yeah, it goes back to like, you know, building up your spouse and um, it's kind of what Karen was talking about and what Rachel was talking about too is, uh, you know, I, I try to build her up no matter what the situation is. I don't want anyone to think poorly about my spouse. So even if I'm lying and I've been known to embellish a little or lie a little, I will still build her up to make her seem, I don't know the way to say this properly, better than she is if there is such a thing, um, <laughs> you know. Because I just don't want anybody to think of us or her in a bad light. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we all have issues, you know, who doesn't, but that doesn't need to be made public. Yeah, Karen doesn't have any issues. She's perfect. So. See, I get that. <laughs> <laughs> nice job. Thank you. Yeah. Been waiting for that all day. Yeah. <laughs> well, we can wrap it up now, I think. <laughs> just about. Yeah. What else all we right, got here? Yeah, what else do you guys have? Like advice? Advice, yeah. So... I would say like to always strive to give your spouse the best of you and not what's left over. Like, especially like for us, we have kids, which our kids are older now, but when they were younger, it was very easy for me to be at home with the kids all day and exhausted. And when he gets home, he gets that exhausted, (laughs) that exhausted portion of me. Yeah. Um, it's not even just like those with kids, but just like in, in work, like you work all day and then you're exhausted or just any any part of you. You just want to strive to give them that best part. That kind of goes into tithing too. When you think about it like that, if you give God the first 10%, um, you're not giving him what's left over at the end of the week. You're giving him, you know, the first part of it. Um, you're giving it back to him. The first part, the good part, you know, and, uh, yeah, yeah goes That's... towards our spouses, you know, cause, uh, you know, we give our wives, we give our husbands the good part, the 10%, the first 10%, not the, not the crap that's left over at the end. Um, and I think we kind of brought that up too. Um, not the last episode, but maybe the one before that is kind of like the uh, like the pyramid where you put God at the top, and mm-hmm. then your family, and then your job, and then your kids, or you know, your, then your kids, then your job, or whatever the order is for you. But you know, not letting things get out of order. You know, putting God at the top, and then your spouse next. That way, yeah. your spouse isn't getting what's left over at the end. Yeah, I heard a pastor years ago say something like he's teaching to some guys, some younger guys, and he goes, "Your day looks like this. You get up, you work all day, you're tired, you go home, if you have children, you're playing with the children, you put the bed." you know, kids bed about eight, nine o'clock at night. And then the next couple hours, you need to give that to your wife, right? Couple hours. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe next episode. Anyways, let me keep going on this. Uh, yeah. And so then one of the guys like, so like, when do I get to play my video games? Right. Or have time for me? And he's like, well, I know you get up at three in the morning and play them for two hours before you go to work if you want. But yeah. you know, you need to, you need to spend time with your spouse. You need to spend time for kids. Right. And so, you know what she's saying? I agree with that. Not just to give a leftover. Yeah. So, well, just, you know, make sure your priorities are in the right yeah. place and you're prioritizing your time correctly. And I'm sure, you know, having younger kids, we don't have any kids, but I'm sure having younger kids, it's really easy to prioritize 
you know, kids over husband or kids over this or kids over, you know, whatever that thing is, I'm sure it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's really easy to, I mean, especially when they're so dependent on you at a young age, it's, it's really easy to prioritize them over everything else. But I think when they're young, it was easy to prioritize, prioritize sleep over everything, right? Yeah. When you could. So it's, for yeah, sure. I've seen a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any, any, uh. Other wisdom you guys have? Yeah, what do you got, Rachel, right? what do you have? Well, I was going to say kind of along the lines of what Karen brought up, not just giving your leftovers, but making your home a place that your husband wants to come home to, whether that be a clean home, a happy home. Um, you don't want your husband to come home to you griping at him. Why didn't you do this? Or why did you do that? I don't really think that Nick would want to come home if that's the way that I was always treating him. So just make your, your home a place of, solitude why don't come home (laughs) oh my goodness i'm just kidding totally kidding (laughs) but make make your make your home a place of solitude and happiness and a place that you know your husband wants to come home to see you i've never seen producer blake laugh so much as he has the last couple episodes we recorded this has been great we ought to have the women in more often really you know they offer really good advice yeah they try to reel us in um Mm -hmm. some of us better than others but you know Producer Blake's laughing the whole time. I I almost can't stop watching him laugh. Um, you know, he's like looking out the window over there to make sure that he's not interrupting. Anyway, it's fun. Anyways, any any other advice you guys have? Any parting wisdom? I had one more thing. Let's hear it. I don't know if if this is the same for all women, but as a husband, you know, take care of things for your wife. Take care of your wife, such as. Uh, things that make her life easier. I mean, whether that be carrying in the groceries, obviously she can do that on her own. She can, but, but she doesn't need to. Yeah, it's. I don't know if you'd call that being chivalrous, but things that she can do perfectly well on her own, um, but you want to make her life easier, better, make her day better. I think that's a big one for me. Mm-hmm. Okay, so one last thing that I could probably say that Archie does that just makes me feel really good is it doesn't matter where, where we are, or even if it's just the two of us, or if there's like a million other people in the room, if I'm in the room with him, like he makes me feel like I'm the only woman in the room. Like whether I'm dressed up for a date or in my scrubs after work or in shorts and a t-shirt or whatever, he just like, it just makes you feel good. And I know that any woman would feel that way. I think if their husband did that, so I don't know. He just does that really well. He's one of a kind. Well, I think she looks good in her shorts and her t-shirt right. dressed up or her nurse outfit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Here we go. Anyways, work is derailed. See, that, you always think about totally me derailing did. things. Any, so that was good advice, Karen. Yeah. <laughs> this has been fun. We're going to do it again. I think we should do it again. Yeah, we'll do it again. I, I know somebody at church told me once, Rachel, I just know that Nick loves you. And I was like, that's kind of random. You know, why Why do you say that? And she said, you can just tell by the way that he looks at you. And, you know, it made me think, you know, I shouldn't take that for granted because obviously my husband looks at me. You don't necessarily think of, of it being necessarily special, but I really like to know that other people could see that love um, that, he, that he has for me. Um, just kind of open, open my eyes to the example that we're setting for other people. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> Yeah, I try to always put that out there that I love you. You know, I just I, I try to show you, I try to show everyone around us that that, that we're together and that you know you're you're very special to me. She's <laughs> the only one for you. Yeah, like you're the only one for me. Artie, you got anything? I don't know if I have anything worth saying. 
Does Karen always make you feel like you're the only man in the room? She does. When you come in with your clergy collar. <laughs> no? No. I, the only thing I would circle back to is like the importance of praying for your spouse. Yeah. I know they hit, we hit on that just a little bit, but yep. I think that's important, right? So when you get frustrated with them, what are you laughing at? Aren't you being crazy? <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Whatever it may be, yeah. you're right. Instead of saying it to her, maybe you should go talk to God about it. Right. Um, let him search your heart and see where you're at on that. Yep. We threw out a verse the other day that uh, really stuck with me. Um, Ephesians 5.25. Husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the church. Yeah. And uh, go back to that. Mm-hmm. If you uh, stray away from it, go back to it again. You know, read it, read it some more. Keep it in mind. Anything else? I don't know. I think you guys, uh, being our good friends, you, you're you a good example to us, too. Being younger in our marriage, it's crazy. Some people think, you know, six years is such a long time. Um, and, and maybe it is to some people that haven't been together as long. So, you know, learning from your guys' example and knowing that we're setting an example for others, whether that be people currently single or married, I think it just adds like a, a weight of responsibility, whether that's you know, as we've discussed, talking about each other when the other one's not around or making them feel like they're the only ones in the room. Other people notice those things. Talk about our Christian example, but um, our example is within a Christian marriage, whether people are saying it or not, they're they're watching. Yeah, yeah. marriage isn't always easy, but it sure is fun. You yes. know, make the best of the best times and try and limit the number of bad times that you have. Yeah, when I think you mentioned friends, right? It's important to have friends who are married that you can learn from. Yeah. And it's important to invest in others, right? As Christians, we know that we should be investing in, in other people. So uh, one thing Karen and I tried to intentionally do is to to have people into our house where they see this is how we parent. This is what marriage looks like for us. Yeah. And not some fake marriage, but we have struggles and this yeah. is what we've learned. And But also that we're also looking at some older couples that are pouring into us, right? So you should always... I think if you're a Christian, you should have someone who's mentoring you, that's investing in you, but also people you're mentoring in. Yeah. So I, I think marriage is important to do that in marriage as well. So you guys think only six years, but someone's yeah. only been married a few months or it's engaged, right? They right. think you guys are yes. old and been married Seems forever. Like a lifetime. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you guys pray together? Um, probably not as often as we should. Yeah. Honestly. I don't want to throw you on pray, the spot. We do pray together. Um, yeah. It's just, but it's not, it's not a daily thing. Yeah. We don't much either. Yeah. Um, we do for dinner every night, but. I don't think that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Well, with it just being the two of us, we do pray over dinner, but it's not, unless we're really hungry, of course, um, it's not just, thank you for this food, please bless it, yeah. amen. We pray for our friends within that. It's not necessarily like this yeah. five-minute prayer, but... No, we, pray, um, we pray for our friends, but we pray for current events, you know, Yeah. and uh, just things that are going on around the world. I think you know? it almost like takes some of the pressure off of the thought of, let's sit down and pray together, mm-hmm. you know, it just, yeah, it's a it's, build in time, right? So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think that it's, it's allowing us to get over that initial awkwardness of praying in front of each other, praying in front of anybody can be intimidating, but I've definitely, I admire Nick and I've seen a lot of growth in that area. He might've had a little bit of a nudge to, uh, <laughs> to be the one leading those prayers. Uh, but I think that that's allowed him to, to grow. And like I said, it expands the prayer beyond bless this food. It's yeah. been neat to see. We have teenagers. So usually when it comes time to eat, the, the prayer is, bless this food, and then we eat. Amen. <laughs> so yeah. I think it's important for couples to know what works for them, right? So some couples pray together every morning. They both get up and do that. 
Some people do it separately. Well, like we've also been out with you guys over to your house to eat, and you make your teenagers pray too. And you kind of uh, you start that you know that process now. Yeah. Uh, you know, as they're young, to uh, to push them to be better at praying when they yeah. when they get older. It's kind of my thinking, pushing you to pray. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when you said he was nudged, I thought you meant the Holy Spirit, but it was you. I mean, maybe the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit was utilizing me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it kind of goes back to being a spiritual leader. You definitely are, Nick definitely has a personality of a leader, but when it comes to, you know, the spiritual side of things, that's, that's an area that obviously we're both growing in, but mm. I've, I'm a little younger in that area than Rachel was. Yeah. yeah. She was a Bible thumper when I met oh. her. Bible thumper? Bible thumper. Well, <laughs> I don't know about that. You try to reach over and hold her hand and she just smack you with the Bible and be like, hey, yeah. nope, not yet. Nope. Yeah, wait till we're married. Yeah, exactly. You can hold that hand. Yeah, right. (laughs) But I mean, I I grew up going to church and Nick didn't so much. I mean, he had some influences in his life, but I mean, I was the go to church every Sunday kind of. Wednesday, Thursday, (laughs) Friday night, Saturday afternoon. But, you know, opposites attract. Nick and I are on kind of opposite ends of the spectrum in a lot of areas. And so I think that. The spectrum? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. All right. Well, then God brought you guys together, and yeah. now you're both growing more Here like Jesus. So look, look, now we're on the Tough Men of Faith podcast <laughs> with our wives. So, right. all right. Well, thanks for joining us. Yeah, today. ladies, it's been thank fun you. Fun having you guys. Great. I'm sure our ratings will go up now, and more downloads. And, yeah, yeah. You're Something's welcome. gonna happen. Well, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll see you next week. And sorry to bore everyone, but it'll just be Nick and I. Yeah. I thought you were saying we were boring you. It's no, okay. no, not at all. No, I'm smarter than that. I'll bring my sense of humor back next Yeah, week. maybe the unicycle. Good. Maybe bring the unicycle and ride oh, that yeah, next week. Oh, yeah, maybe bring the unicycle. Okay, yeah. let's do that. All right, thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next Thursday.